0: Money FM
1: 89.3 Best of Weekends. Let's
0: talk about crowd pleasers. Let's talk about crowd pleasers. Let's talk about Gen Z. Excellent. Let's talk about a generation of consumers that is now emerging that a lot of people in business want to tap into, want to sell to, want to market to, etc. A lot is known about them, but many organizations are still not uh, perhaps tapping into that market as much as they would like to. Our next guest is going to tell us uh, some insights into this generation and how how it might be possible for you as a business owner to connect more with Gen Z. Glenn McGuire is joining us. He is the Asia-Pacific Principal Economist at Visa. Uh, he is a behavioral economist. Talks about uh, consumer behavior, demographics, and and has been looking into Gen Z. Glenn, good morning. Welcome to Weekend Mornings on Money FM. Good morning, Glenn, and good morning, Neil. Great to have you with us. Now, were
2: you in a band at all when you were younger? No, I wasn't in a band. Darn. I probably followed that typical um, <laughs> economist route of debating and public speaking. Well, that, um, that, so that works too. That's exciting, but, um, <laughs> Eagles songs for me <laughs> so <my> older- <laughs> Hey nothing wrong with
0: the Eagles I love love Glenn Fry so that's not a problem at all but hey, let's move on to the topic at hand and Gen Z Gen Z tell us about what you're looking at and what what you first of all why were you interested in digging in deeper on this uh, generation of
2: new consumers Well the main thing is and you touched upon it uh, in your introduction is, Gen Z is the first generation that we really have visibility on. And every generational cohort, be it baby boomers, Gen X, millennials had some seminal event, be it a rupture that really formed their behaviors and preferences in their prime spending years. So for baby boomers, it was the end of World War II, government spending, post-war prosperity millennials it was the beginning of the sort of computer age upward mobility associated with urbanization and you touched upon it when you were talking about uh, you know forming bands in in high school uh we can see this with gen z because gen z is our first truly digital native cohort they've only ever been connected to the internet via mobile They're a generation that's been born from the mid-1990s onwards. They're the most ethnically, religiously, culturally diverse population ever. And because they've always been online, just as you were forming bands in high school, they're going on Twitch and watching other people Mm, game. mm. They have a very small but curated uh, online presence. And we have visibility on that, which allows us to see the unique preferences and behaviors that this generation that accounts for 30% of the Singaporean population Mm. who are about to their prime spending years actually has. That's
1: fascinating, Glenn. And well, let's talk about that, their consumer behavior, what we know of it. The stereotype the very patronizing stereotype you alluded to it there gen z twenty four seven online digital, you know not really connected to the wider world and don 't as yet have much spending power. What are you seeing in your research?
2: well, the first thing we 're seeing is that everybody has become gen z we 're all spending that much time online now with working from home uh, with our homes having become our recreational, educational, and residential hubs, we're all online seven hours a day. Yep. Gen Z, were online six hours a day. So the question is whether we, so say us as an example, now have the same sort of preferences and behaviours that Gen Z does now that we've spent a year online. But having grown up, always been connected and always drawing their influences, their preferences from a curated group of people they follow on social media or a network that they're integrated with and could communicate instantly with on social media, they tend to be informed uh, by that network uh, rather than sort of an algorithm-based search engine. So if you want to make an impression on them, you either have to make an impression on them strongly or you have to make an impression on someone in their smaller network uh, of influence. But we can see that they're very purpose-driven. They like brands um, to be active, to have a view on causes that are important to them. And, you know, that reflects this fact that following millennials, which were the most polarized generational cohort ever, Mm. we're now moving into this incredibly diverse an inclusive uh, generational cohort. And that's essentially what they're expecting from brands. Fascinating. Well,
0: yeah, you know, we're talking with Glenn McGuire, the Asia-Pacific principal economist at Visa, uh, talking about Gen Z and what their likes and dislikes are. And I think you touched on something I thought was interesting that that I've read elsewhere. And, t- and tell me if this bears out. You mentioned uh, this generation is, is more interested in causes, maybe yeah. more socially conscious, if I can make a broad statement. Absolutely. And perhaps a little less concerned about money and material things is is that correct and if if those things that i've just said are true how are people effectively marketing visa and others to this
2: generation that is true and i think it comes from the fact that they always have been online they've always been digitally connected and if we think about mobility restrictions and lockdown one of the behavioral characteristics we've seen is people have emerged with almost a sense of introspection. They've really had the opportunity to have a look at their work-life balance and the question, you know, is it balanced? What do I want to do? And that's the type of behavior that Gen Z has constantly been doing. So when we look at their behaviors and their preferences, 74% expect a brand to have a view on a cause that hmm. is important to them. 70% will actually pay a premium for them having that uh, wow. that view. Interesting. 56% will be, prefer- will be prepared to swap brands. And what we have to remember is this great shift online that we've all experienced has made the end-to-end production chain for a whole lot of goods what we wear on webinar or on the radio visible so if clothing is made in a country that is seen as exploiting cheap labor then right. Gen Z typically will not purchase that label right. and they will use communications over social media to share that view so if i mean if i could just summarize their consumption behaviors it's purpose-driven activism. Wonderful, Glenn. Mm.
1: You've said so much that's genu- like really fascinating to me because it kind of dispels the stereotype that this digital generation, the first ever entirely digital generation, is going to somehow be slaves to the algorithm that we are supposed mm. to be. But if I'm hearing you correctly, that's not the case. They're going to take their influences, their opinions, their views from a close circle of friends. If I've got that correct, you know, their own social media networks which in many ways Glenn is almost a throwback to pre-internet days where you took your choices your branding your shopping lists from your friends and immediate community so if anything they seem to be moving away from these these algorithms and making their own choices based upon their friendships and their small group of you know their small
2: groupings is that is that correct exactly and that's where the opportunity lies because if you're using a text based search engine, uh, you get the algorithm or you get the average review. If you're relying on your social network and if you think of Singapore, people trying a new coffee shop and then you know posting that uh, on Instagram or social media and then sharing it with their friends, that circle of influence is more powerful. And, you're likely to be more persuaded by a friend's recommendation than the average that an algorithm spits out from a computer. And this is where the opportunity lies for small businesses. Gen Z very much do align with local businesses. We see their purchases more aligned with small businesses. So, you know, for any business, any small business that has been struggling with lockdowns and changes to -to face-to-face commerce and how to target Gen Z, I mean, they see authenticity. They're looking for something that is local, uh, that is bespoke. And if you can offer that to them, I mean, they really do become reputation amplifiers. And that's why Visa is kind of sponsoring programs like Where You Shop Matters. Um, One, because... It's something that Gen Z responds to, but two, it's also supporting small and local business in Singapore by identifying the unique and bespoke characteristics of Singaporean heritage and culture. Well, that's fascinating. You've given me a bit of hope
1: there, uh, a real bit of hope. You've you've half answered the question there. So turning it around, how do businesses, particularly these bespoke businesses that you mentioned, what would you recommend that they do to target these purpose-driven activists? And I love that phrase, by the way, the, Mm. the, the Gen Z. How do we target that audience?
2: Well, I think, one, I mean, it's just you have to be authentic. And when we look at Singapore... Uh, I refer to it as a a city of villages. I've lived in Singapore for nine years now. Before that, Hong Kong, before Tokyo. And I love the way that I'm on the East Coast. Peranakan is sort of, you know, the dominant feature. I can go to Little India, I can go to Chinatown, I can go to Jiu Chiat for Vietnamese. It really is a city where if you are a small business, a small restaurant, you can bring out that local flavor of your village or your suburb or or your region and target that. But businesses do need to be online. That is where consumers and merchants uh, are now meeting. That is where loyalty uh, is now forming. And that is where influence and preferences have been shared. And one tool that we use at Visa is we look at the apps that are downloaded that enable a small business, a mum and dad business to actually go online and accept uh, e-commerce. And we can see that that's surging. It's really picking up. So, you know, businesses are going online to meet um, these new consumers. And then I think it's just, you know, being authentic, being bespoke, Highlighting what is unique about your business that differentiates itself from the aggregate or perhaps the franchised, and then just relying on the Gen Z word of mouth uh, to allow your digital presence to grow.
0: Very interesting. Online, authentic, local—stand for something. Yeah. Connect with these uh, with these uh, small villages, these mini villages, if you will. Great insight, Glenn. Brilliant and hopeful, hopeful insight as well. I found. Yeah. Fantastic. We have to leave it there. Glenn McGuire, who is the economist at uh, the Asia-Pacific principal economist, excuse me, at Visa. Uh, appreciate your time today and your insights. I hope you'll come back and talk to us again. Only if the play some rock and roll.
1: <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.